Welcome back to Bash You Live, everybody. Uh, it's going to be a good year. 2024 is going to be a good year. I think year. it's going to be a really good year. I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm hopeful, too. And, it's Kobe uh, year. It's Kobe year? Kobe year. Last mean? year was Jordan year. Ah. Yeah. Is that maybe that means Ben Milliken wins an elite series tournament? Could happen. That could happen. It means Bash U's gonna get six titles. Six titles. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. We well, we only have three titles on the line for us this year, but we'll take maybe we'll take all three. Let's yeah. just let's just wipe it out, you know? Yeah. But actually we do have six. Because Justin's going to win the co-side on yeah. all three, and then yeah, yeah, we got you and I'll flip the coin. We got three Toyotas, we got a co, and we have an Ike Foundation. We have three Toyotas, mm. we got a co, we got an Ike Foundation, and we got a I don't know something else. So we'll get to <laughs> you'll, six. You'll find some. <laughs> well, what what else we got is we got John Soka yes. with us, uh, coming coming off his freshman season on the elites. And uh, friend of the show, he's been with us a, a lot. John, how are you, buddy? Happy New Year! Man, I'm doing awesome. I'm doing great. Happy New Year! Happy, I, I, we were talking pre-show. What you just went out and caught like eight pounders? What do, what do you got going on over there? Yeah, man, I ended the year uh, with I got a, 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 a guy named Brandon Burks reached out to me. He's he's catching some giants down in Texas, Burks fishing, and asked me if I'd like to come on a trip with him. And so we did a little trade where he went out and took us out for a couple of days. He's been on some really giant fish. And in turn, we kind of shot some media stuff for him to help him out, you know, to, for his own promotion. So, so we did a little bartering. We did a little bartering fishing system there, made a new friend. And, the, and, and I mean, the guy put me on, he put me on giants, man. I, uh, I think I set the hook uh, five times and everything that I caught was over eight pounds. Holy There smoke. you go. Yeah, that's one of the babies. What yeah. was did did you have a double digit bass by any chance? We did, we did. We caught one that uh, was ten and a half. I I caught one that was like nine and a half. Was was my biggest. I had nine and a half and nine and eight fifteen, and then the rest were like just eights, just low eights. So yeah, small <laughs> eights. <laughs> little baby. Yeah. So are you? You're down in Texas somewhere. Where 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 are? I you? I was I was down in Texas. I was down. Um, I was down. At, listen, if if anybody's interested, they got to look at Burke's fishing. It, it's really uh, a situation where it's an undisclosed lake, a little honey hole that he's discovered, and I don't know how long it's going to last for before the flies get over there and start, you know, beating it up. But it's a it's a different uh, fishery than where everybody else is fishing. It's a unique deal. Um, anybody that's wanting to do the wintertime live scoping deal, it's pretty special, man. I, it's been uh it's been a long time since i've been able to get in a boat with somebody and like i literally i drove i intentionally did this i i i just drove down there in my car i didn't bring any of my own stuff or anything it was it was just like i had that peace of mind experience where it's like i'm just gonna go fun fishing i'm just going for fun and, and like do a little end of the year reset so we ended on you know uh the 31st catching the giants and then the next day we went out two days yesterday we fished and caught giants and then uh we drove home i got home at like 3 a.m last night so uh just enough time to get some sleep and get on with you guys and and like post my brag board with you <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome how how close is this to athens texas uh well i would say i would say it's more towards the other side of the state uh, okay. okay yeah 
looked yeah. like some muddy water you were fishing. This is unique, huh? I mean, yeah. a unique situation to be, uh, you know, wintertime fishing. I've always um, spent majority of my time, if I'm in the wintertime, I'm looking more for clear water because those fish right. tend to feed more by sight than by feel a lot of times. Uh, but I, I think I got, I think I got proven wrong a little bit. It was pretty cool. And it expanded my horizons a lot, actually. Um, so when he actually reached out to me, that was the most excited part about the whole trip for me was he, he was sending me pictures of muddy waters. Like, okay, I want to see what's going on. You know what I mean? I want to see how this is, how this yeah. is getting done in, in dirty water, in the cold, dirty water. Well, how cold are we talking? Yeah. What, what was the temp? 49, uh, 49 was the temp. I think the, you know, it was 28, 30 degrees or something, uh, one morning. So it was falling. The temperature was falling. Right. Um, but you know, in Oklahoma, our water is going to be in the lower forties, right. so it's not as low. Um, but still, um, yeah, like still, you know, still neat. Yeah, situationally, like for for Texas, forty nine is that's kind of getting to the cold side, right? Yep, turning winter for sure. Yeah. What is it? Why is it muddy, John? Is it muddy because of fresh runoff, or is it just consistently a muddy body of water? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I think that you got that part of the world's got a lot of iron in the in the, in the yep. soil, and so just you get get churned up by you know the wind and and whatnot. Okay. So it's going to be consistently muddy. But I mean, any any water can turn clean, you know, if you got some kind of drought or something. So I I don't know the body of water enough to to know whether it ever turns clean. I know now it's not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I've been in Texas with fresh early runoff where it's a clean body of water that goes muddy and cold and it's an impossible condition. So, um, you know, I'm thinking this must be probably a normal condition that that water just has a lot of turbidity and stain to it. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I'm just guessing because, but, I, and, but if he's figured out a way to catch them in fresh, clean mud runoff, you know, Oh my gosh, wow. that that's amazing. But you, you guys were catching them on forward-facing sonar with the off-colored stuff. Do you, are you changing your baits? Was it like uh, something bigger, flashier, or louder? Or what were the baits you were using? So, man, we're we're mainly targeting. He's a, he's developed a three-quarter ounce jig that he calls his dialed series. I think it's like a spitting image jig or something like that. And uh, and I will tell you this: it's it's it's. Uh, it's it's nothing that I it's not really a presentation that I don't already know. Um it, it's it's just a matter of getting reps, you know, and getting reps with somebody that's confidently been doing it every day. I mean, if you follow this guy's Facebook, uh Burke's fishing, he's catching double digits every day. Every day he's dropping double digits. It's it, I think wow. he's caught a hundred in the last four months. A hundred double digits in four months. Um he's got he's got some clients that have caught twelves, he's caught a thirteen. So you know, they're not in the high teens. They're not catching the 15, 16, 17 pounders. But I think it's probably just a matter of time with the amount that he's catching. Um, it, you know, like I said, that's, he, he's not sponsored. This is not paid. This, actually, this is a part of our, one of my resolutions for this year is have more fun in fishing and get away from the politics of fishing. And you I know like what I'm it. talking about because you're paid. You're a paid man. You're bought and sold. No, I'm just kidding with you. But <laughs> in, in some ways, you, you feel that way, right? You kind of are. you, you got to be loyal when people are helping you put food on the table. And this isn't one of those things. This is just he's a younger guy that's got a guide service. And he he was kind enough to reach out to me and spend his his New Year's with me, taking me out catching big fish. So if I can show him some love in, in return. But, yeah, they, 
they've got a little that that jig that they're throwing. It's more about uh, it's more about presentation than anything. Rate of fall, um, you know, it's a lot more like crappie fishing. How you're, you know, how you're feathering it over a fish or into the fish, and knowing which direction the fish is swimming, and a lot of things that are more on the advanced um, forward-facing sonar style. He uses a he uses Active Target, and I'm you know I'm a Garmin guy, I'm a live scope guy, so that was also different. Instead of trying to go out with my own equipment and be like, well, mine's better equipment than yours, you know, I just went out and shut up and listened and watched how he uses his, and and uh, after a little bit of time, you know, I could read the things he was reading on his uh, his units, and you know, it was it was fun that way. It was it was uh, it was refreshing, man. It was like knocking a little rust off. I like it. I like what you said, other than your insult about me being bought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to put more fun in fishing every single year that goes by. Um, and uh, I get invited everywhere we go. Like, hey, Pete, come on down. Come on down to the, you know, Everglades and, you know, fish with us. Come, you know, come to Santee. You know, you always get these invites. And, uh, you know, I've got a little man. He's 14 and, you know, got bash you business going all the time so it's really hard for me to just get away and and go fishing you know and uh man i, I really uh, i really like that that's got to be a big goal of mine in 2024 i'm going to steal that from you and uh and join you in that effort by the way john i want to give you props too because i use a line that you taught us uh through your work at bash you that i think is one of the most important um mantras to be using in fishing and it's never take practice out of your tournament is and i i'm i don't know if i'm i think i'm paraphrasing i don't know if i said it exactly the way you said it but that's the gist and i think it's such a powerful weapon that people you know they they practice and then they go fish the tournament and they only fish where they practiced and they you know they don't keep developing they don't keep adjusting to conditions and they don't keep practicing during the tournament but i think that's a that's a brilliant mantra thank you for that well thanks for reminding me about that man because what's so what's so weird about fishing is when you're on the top of your game and things are just like clicking and clicking and clicking those things are easy to know like like your insides are telling you how to behave and, and uh then when you start slipping a little bit you start uh forgetting what you know and start acting like you know you start fishing like more like the amateur john than the pro john and uh yeah. those are those are some of the things that i've I need reminded on that I've been kind of mentally evaluating my 2023 season to find out, hey, why wasn't I as successful as I was in previous years? And and that's that's actually that's one of the things on my hit list of of bringing that back into my game. Um, and and there's a there's a free a, a a free mindset that's involved with that that takes uh, it takes some confidence, right? Like you have to have confidence in your ability to fish the moment and to find the fish uh, versus, hey, I'm going to do steps one through 10 and I'm not veering from these things uh, because I caught this fish on this stump. And so I'm going to sit here all day and try to catch a fish on the stump. That's how old men die in bass tournaments right there. That's a fact. You got And by having that mentality, it, 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 it puts you in a situation to capitalize on something special, something magical that, you know, that you can only find by fishing free, you know, uh, you know, cause fish are changing. They're not going to keep doing the same thing every day. They're, they're going to, they're constantly in flux. And, and then you add, you know, now you don't have to deal with it as much now, but when you have a 200 man field, you have tremendous fishing pressure 
you, you just got to keep your options open. You got, you got to keep thinking is really what it comes down to. You got to just keep that open mind and be confident and bold enough to investigate new water, new ideas, new patterns. Uh, even when the big money's on the line, it's, I, I think that's the greatest piece of advice and phrased the bet as, as good as anybody that's ever taught it bash you. So I want to, you know, I appreciate that. Now I know, like you said, you, you, maybe you didn't have the year you wanted on the elites. It was, uh, it, you know, it's a very, very tough tournament trail. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of things going on out there. Uh, what, what, what'd you do good? And what, what do you need to do better for, uh, for this upcoming season? Well, I'd say that I was a good sore loser, but that's probably not even <laughs> factual either. <laughs> so, oh man, I I had I I, I had a tremendous uh, a crash of a season, man. Uh, um, so I had to really take stock towards the end of the year, uh, figuring out how to get this train back on the track for next year because I don't really want to be done with the elites. I don't want to spend all this time to qualify for the elites and be a one and done you know, two, two years and out guy. Um, and so, uh, that's one of the reasons why I, I went and jumped in the last four or five opens and I did fish against the 200 boat fields, you know, was to kind of, uh, you know, reestablish myself in my, in my mindset, not, not to anybody else, just in my heart and my mindset and get kind of reestablished with what I was doing, uh, differently and to evaluate my rights and my wrongs. Um, now at the same point, you know, you don't ever want to just, so overcorrect right that you just go go off the rails there's such fine lines mentally emotionally um that are adjustments that i didn't make it has zero to do with mechanics for me zero to do with mechanics i mean you know i feel like i can close my eyes and flip and and feel and i know what i'm feeling i mean i've done that for so long um it's it's everything about a positive mentality staying focused on the fish making sure my life's right outside of uh, you know on the water um there's a lot of things there that i'm working on. i haven't got to fish very much this off season because i'm digging real deep building the new company building a brand make sure my finances make sure all that stuff's in order and so that way when i get in on the water i can i can focus um 100 on on the fish so much of, of this all sports is between the years you know what i mean it's 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 such a it's such a mental game and I, and I appreciate that i always fish better like you when i got everything in order um and uh, i know other people that fish well in chaos but i was never that guy you know i gotta it's it's got to be tight for me uh to be successful the now you you explain to this explain to me how it works because i'm not sure i know the rules like uh you have two years and um, I guess they take a two-year average, and uh, if you fail, you, like you got to finish in a certain position in order to continue. Is is it is it always that way? A revolving two-year average? So uh, you know, about half of what you said is accurate. Um, and, and let me, so I'll take a step back. The first, okay. the first year, and so this is this is exactly the situation I'm in, right? This is how I've got to prepare for my sense this affects everything that i'm that i'm doing uh, the very first year is free and that you can't get kicked off the elites for having a hundredth place aoy like like i did all right so okay. now with that being said it still counts in your overall average for your uh, career career average it's not like they throw that out because it was your first year and it was bad 
So it starts counting against you in year two. At the end of year two, so anybody that's fished two years to 20 years, right? Anybody that's in that range, if you finish in 70th place or above, so last year it was Frank Talley that finished 70th, his, his uh, is, is safe. You made it in safe. You're not going to okay. get judged off of your um, off of your career average. So everyone from 71st down to the, that 100th place position, then they get judged off their career average. And for every five years, you drop your low, you drop a low score. So um, some of these guys uh, I'm thinking about that have had some recent years that haven't been good, like a maybe like a Keith Combs who had some tremendous season. You know, if you go back 10, 15 years with him, you know, you got top 10 AOIs or whatever. And then like recently he's had a couple bad ones. Well, those kind of get washed out because for every five years he gets to drop a score. So um, out of that 71st to 100th place finish, they do the career average. And then the bottom 10 with the career average, they're the ones getting cut. That's how you get cut. Wow. So with that That's being said, if I you finish, gotta finish over 70th, I had I had next season I had to finish over 70th and if I want to start getting out of that same rut I better finish a lot higher than 70th so I'm not having to worry about I you know it, it probably for the next unless I finish first place next year in the AOI probably for the next 3 or 4 years until I can get that that first year score off I'm going to have to be uh, finishing above 70th yeah I can't have a I can't have another bad year that's a, that, okay. I, I understand. I didn't know all the. It's funny we've been following this right. for so long. I really didn't understand how that works. It so. is truly like so it's pressure. Oh, it, there's so much pressure, and not enough gets said for just being able to keep the longevity of a career in the elite series. Like, you know, like like it's it's freaking hard to stay like you stub your toe yeah and and that you got to go back through in those first in those first five years man if you if you have a tough one it's it's hard to shake that it's really hard to shake that off like it just it's 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 impressive man for the guys that can stay on it for as long as they have you know with the addition john of this these new open guys that are killing it uh, so you you know every year you got a new group of studs that are coming in to, to you know increase that pressure even more. Yeah, are you guys uh, are you guys statistical guys? You guys like are you fans of stats? Yeah, bring it. Yeah, I was I'm I was such a stat background. Guy. I love stats. Are you? Are you? Yes. So <laughs> I, I would I would be an engineer um, except for I dropped out of school. So other than that, I just have engineered my way through <laughs> life. But. Uh, uh, so uh, when I was a kid, I'd play, you know, Nintendo, right? And back before the games actually save and have standings and things of that nature and, and stats, I, I had a, there was a basketball game. I don't even remember what it was. I don't know Michael Jordan was on it. But I'd play it, and at the very end of the game, I'd pause it, and then I'd write down all the stats. And then because <laughs> the next game over, it didn't have season. You could play a season, but it didn't have season stats. And so I had my little book. And then at the end of the season, I flip over, and I mean, I had it to where like I had ten seasons, and be like, oh, you know, season three, man, I scored thirty-five points again. You know what I mean? So the, I've just always, I've always been a stats nerd. I love stats. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a little, numbers are kind of a way of how I function through life because I can't, I can't spell to save my life. Um, but with with that being with that being said, I use stats a lot when 
We're still here, John. Keep going. We're, 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 okay. We lost our, our video yeah. for a moment. New Year's resolution <laughs> camera. <laughs> New, <laughs> New camera in the studio. That's it. <laughs> I, I even I even use stats when I'm approaching a new body of water, which you can ask me about after after this this point. Um, but with that being said, uh, I finished a hundred, and so at the end of the season, I'm like, okay, it's time to evaluate. I usually evaluate every event, but this year I just I wasn't in a good place mentally, so I I did at the end of the season, and I evaluated that I needed to to score 20 more points per event to be at that 70th place finish line. Okay. So right. that's that's pretty significant amount of points between 100 to 70th, right? 20 per event, not just 20 in general. And then I look back and I was like, you know, I had three events that I was one pound away from the 50 cut. And I had three that I was around, you know, the two or three that I was around the three pound uh, cut between two to four pounds away from that 50 cut. And if I had done that, which is almost just one fish per event, um, if I would have those fish, I would have made it to that. Those 20 points would have been there. So I was like, okay, that's a pretty fine line. But even more so, I was like, you know what? I wonder what the difference between 40th place and 70th place is. So 70th place, one point below, I'm getting cut from the elites next year. 40th place or above, I'm making a classic, right? And this and this is to your point about the competition that's coming in, all right? This is what, to your point of what I'm talking about here, is uh, the Bassmaster Elites is becoming more like NASCAR where the winners, you know, everybody's hyped up by the winners. And you guys, you know, the, the guys in the stands are yelling at the guy in the back saying that he sucks. You know, you suck at fishing. You, you can't compete. And actually, it's just seconds later that you're coming across the finish line. It's becoming tighter and tighter, tighter. So do you right. guys know what the difference between 40th to 70th place is per event? How many points that is? Take a guess. Uh, you mean how many points? Like, what? Well, how many points per event? The difference between oh 30 is that what your guess is 30 yeah i based on your question i don't know if i understand your question okay actually, so but. so let's so per event all right let's say an event you place 50th so you know if you place 25th there's 25 point gap between between you. right so on average per event what's the difference between uh finishing in 70th place or finishing in 40th place two pounds is that what we're talking about weight <laughs> talking about points, points, okay. points, points. Well, it's thirty. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm lost. It's, it's, it's thirty it's, points. Is the difference between seventy and forty? But I, I don't think that's what. Oh you're no, 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 no. Per, 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 no, no, no. It's so, so I'm doing a per event average because I'm breaking it down. Like, how much better do I need to do per event? You know, to the difference between me falling seventieth and fortieth, and I'll just, I'll throw it out there, and I'll, maybe I'll explain it and reverse engineer it when I explain it to you. It's ten points per event. So if I do 10 points difference per event over nine events, that's, 900, that's 90 points at the end of the season, right? right. So there's there's a 90-point gap or 10 per event difference yeah. between uh, I got finishing 70th and finishing 40th. And, I mean, you guys look at the stats. Like, if you go up north, what's 10 points? Sometimes what? A quarter pound? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to get those extra 10 points per event. And so that's why it's so imperative uh, to do – to fish back with the mentality that I used to fish with that helped me, you know, top 10, a couple opens this year at the end of the year, which, and that's one of my resolutions. My, one of my quote unquote fishing resolutions is to, to find as many fish as possible and put myself around as many fish as possible and not do things that would quote unquote be under the swing for the fence category or, 
or going for the big ones and, and things like that. I've always done really well as a fisherman when I was just around as many fish as possible. When I left the dock in the morning, knowing without a shadow of a doubt, like there was no one that was going to tell me, I'm not going to catch a limit. I'm like, oh, I'm going to catch a limit. And then during that day, I beat up on those things and I start figuring out how to trigger a little bit bigger bite. And then yep. in that moment, I'm like, oh, I, I got it today. Then it may be only two or three more bites of the day, but now I'm jumping up from catching two pounders and now I'm catching threes and all of a sudden, boom, I catch a five. And then day two, I'm like, okay, I know how to catch the fives. So I work, a, I get my limit real quick and then I spend a little bit more time working on those fours and fives. And then by day three, I'm like, you know, if I'm in a top 10 situation, I'm like, okay, now we're getting 90% a day after the fives, you know, and I've, and I've yep. tuned in how to catch those bigger fish, but it all sprung from having so much confidence being around so many fish and getting so many right. bites. And I mean, that's even how I got the moniker on NPFL, the hookup is because they said when they went to me, I was always hooked up and that, and, and I, and I, and I fish so much more confidently that way when you're setting the hook. Um, and, and, and I found myself on the elites several times. Uh, when my year was going so bad, thinking the only way I'm going to make it for this year is if I win an event. And I, and I made some stupid decisions. Like, I'm only going to, I mean, Sabine, some of the dumbest decisions, I look back and I just mentally wasn't right, man. I really wasn't. I wasn't in, I really was not mentally strong enough to be where I was at at that time. Uh, and the Sabine River, for example, it's one of the best things that I know how to do is just flip grass. I'm, I can flip grass all day long. I mean, these guys, potentially, if you remember me winning that MPFL on Harris Chain, I can I can literally can fish with my eyes closed and flip grass and, and compete with anybody that's out there. Sabine's full of that. And in practice, I found seven pounds a day easily. I mean, you had to grind it out. But, I mean, I knew I could catch six to eight pounds a day uh, flipping, the, flipping the grass if I just stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. And I told myself, right, so here's the two mentalities. Because I was so behind in the season, do I go ahead and just grind that out, get some points, get to, get a check, maybe come in 40th place? And I told myself, and this is the wrong mentality, I told myself the only thing that's going to turn my season around at this point is if I win. I don't even care about a top 10. So I found two locations where I had some three-pounders found. And I told myself before this, before the, I left the dock, I'm only fishing those two areas because those are the only two areas I found with three-pounders. And I did that, and I come in like 100th place or whatever. I mean, I, it was the worst. And, and, I, and, I, and I did what is uncharacteristic to me. I didn't even walk across a stage on day two. I did, I had to call and apologize to Bass and to my sponsors. So I was not in, a, in the right place. And it was because I was putting this, that's putting this, it's, 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 it's a, you win or you just go home mentality. And, and that yeah. is not a mentality that is healthy. And it's not a mentality that I function under as well as a fisherman. So taking a step back, putting myself around as many fish as possible. If I had to redo that, I'd go back on that Sabine and I just set the hook 30 times a day and i'd put and i go from 4.5 to 5.2 pounds to 5.5 pounds to six pounds and then and i come in with seven pounds you know what i mean and i and i get myself a ten thousand dollar check and i have in that one event i'd have 50 points difference between that hundred to you know what i mean and 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 that is the mentality that when i fished at the end of the season in the opens that's i put myself back around that mentality you know my comfort i went back into my comfort zone set the hook as much as possible don't worry about the fact that uh, ben Milliken's over here posting 10 pounders on his social media that he's catching in practice. Don't worry about, you know, all these guys, the doc talk, just go mm -hmm. catch as many fish as I knew possible and stay in tune with the fish. And, uh, and, and all things are going to fall in place. Yeah. I, I, I love that, that thing. Cause it, like I work with guys and, and I, I'm constantly, you know, I love this game. So I'm, I'm competing myself and it's like, 
when you're swinging for the bleachers, a lot of times you strike out. You know, that's the that's the part of that game. And uh, when you're in a slump or you're dealing with some complications like that, you you can think that, oh, man, I got to make this massive change. When in reality, it's 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 not a massive change that's going to get you the desired result. It's just getting a little better, a little better every day, setting the hook a lot of times one more time. When I, John, and I, I'm going to share this with you. Maybe it'll help. I don't know because I've been there. I've been I've been in your seat before. It's it, it competing at the best in the world, and uh, KVD was at the top of his game, and he was a, he was the mark for me and everybody else, and. Uh, what I looked at statistically from him was he found a way to trigger one more bite a day than the, the rest of us. That that's what I, big deal. that's what I concluded, uh, you know, studying the numbers and looking at the weights, just like you said, the difference in places can be ounces. Like you can, you can get a eight ounce increase in your weight and you can jump 10 or 20 spots sometimes depending on the body of water. And so I, what I came to the conclusion was, is, you know, you don't have to just, you know, all of a sudden be the greatest angler in the world and win every tournament. You just need to get a little better every day. And, and that just rises you uh, like you can't imagine because the competition is so tight. The points are stacked and, and, you know, a couple bites here and there can get you well ahead of where you need to be. And uh, that, that always helped me recognizing that, all right, I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. I didn't have to suddenly, you know, catch 10 pounders every cast. I just needed to figure a way to get one or two more bites a day every single day I competed. And that helped me a lot. I, I love I love it, Pete. So I know you guys did your New Year's resolution. So when you guys were doing that, I started, I didn't have anything wrote down, but I did when I was, when you guys had me backstage. And I was out there fanboying over over the bass, you guys, and all the all you guys stuff. I, I started writing down some of my resolutions that I that I have in my heart, you know. But I was like, oh, I'll just put them on paper. I, I don't really do that very often. And one of the things I got, and I'll just put it right here for you guys to see. You know that I'm not making this up. Can you see that? Can you guys see that? Read that to me, Justin. Point. There it is. One percent better daily. Point one percent. Point one. Point 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 one. Yes. One times 365 is 36.5% better. Yes. Yes. That's I that I love that. In John. three years' time. Yep. In three years' time, I can be twice the man that I am right now. I can be twice the husband. I can be twice the dad. I can be twice the businessman. I can be twice the fisherman. I can be twice the Christian that I that I am right now. I I can be twice who I am now in just three years' time by being 0.1% better today than who I was yesterday. And 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 to 100% to your point, I got off the tracks, man. Last year, I got emotionally off the tracks. I had, listen, I, can, I got all the excuses in the world. You should hear the list of excuses that I have. And they're real life hard, hard excuses. But listen, man, I, I'm, I'm here on earth. I'm standing. I've got a responsibility to myself, to my sponsors, to my kids, to my wife, uh, to all my friends and, and family and supporters uh, to, to not give up, to never give up, to not be a quitter, to not be an excuse maker, uh, to not look for handouts and, and uh, to, to stand up like a real man should. And, and that's the opportunity that I'm looking at next year. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm ready to take the, the challenge. You know, I'm tired of hiding from everybody, being disappointed in myself, being embarrassed by my performance, uh, listening to people say that I suck at fishing. Now, you know, and like, and like getting those demons in my head, 
And that's why I'm, I've, I've coined the moniker, man. I'm the underdog of the elites. No one's done as worse as I've done in, in their year and come back and, and been a dominating force in the elites. And so I'm going to do something that's statistically unheard of. I'm going to come back, man. I'm going to build myself back. If I'm 0.1% better, 36% better from 100, gets me in that top 70. Maybe I'm not in the classic next year. Maybe I'm not. But you're going to see me again year three. And the one thing that I learned this year that was the worst of all worst at the end of the season was I heard from five or six different sponsors that they're going to have to cut me. They weren't happy with my contact performance. All right. I thought I've done pretty good over the last four years, to be honest with you. Do I whine? Do I complain about it? Do I tell everybody about my financial woes and all that stuff? That would be nice. Maybe that would feel good for half a second. But the only thing that's going to fix that is if I have a no excuse attitude, you're never going to hear that from me again. You're never going to hear that about you. Nobody is ever going to speak those words to me or in front of anybody else ever again, because I will become a content machine. I don't know how to do it. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to make a difference. Everybody's going to see me. You're either going to fall in love with me or you're going to, or you're going to be sick of seeing me. One of the two is going to happen, <laughs> but I'm not, you're never going to hear. I didn't do enough again this year. My resolution is I'm going to do more than anybody else. I'm going to do more than I did before. And, and, and it's all for one goal, man to stay fishing for these stupid little green fish that we're so addicted to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. no, I, I love it. I love where your head's at and it's where it's gotta be. And, and I love that 0.1% better every day. That's what it, you know, that's what it comes down to. And, it, and, you know, you are, you're up against it with a tough field. You, you got to count yourself, you know, you got to give yourself credit there. I mean, you're you're one of the you're one of the guys. You know what I mean? And you got there. You got the chops. Uh, we know it. We've seen it. We've seen all the stuff you did in the opens and the and the MPFLs. And um, man, I, I love your I love where your heads at uh, for this year coming up. Uh, just real quick on the on the schedule this year. What what do, what do you like? What's what's your you got one or two that man? I just can't wait to get to that body of water. Uh, man, I, I, I think that I have not been able to focus more beyond the first two events. The Toledo Bend Lake Fork, um, <laughs> they're, they're not that far from me, but I don't have a ton of experience. I have zero bass fishing experience to speak of on Lake Fork. I went there when I was a junior in high school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and when I was 13 years old, my dad took me there for my birthday. Other than that, I don't even know how to operate or get around on Lake Fork. And I haven't, I haven't been there to pre-practice yet but it is only like four and a half hours from my house. Um, I feel like I have, not only am I good at it, I helped pioneer a lot of the techniques that go on in these wintertime bass fishing events. And that's right on the transition from wintertime to pre-free spawn, um, you know, potentially a crazy warm front, it could be a, a spawn. So I, I've got familiarity with the potentials that are there. Now, with that being said, a lot of the guys, you know, have caught up and maybe even surpassed me in some of their abilities when it comes to uh, forward facing sonar and, and things that nature, different techniques and, uh, and and such. But I have a comfort zone level that's there. And I'm super thankful that those are two of the first events and not towards the end, because I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting off to a better start than what I had last, last season. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's definitely, uh, something that that can help you fish a little bit more open and and get you going too well that's good that's a, that's exciting i love those two bodies of water starting out in texas this year is going to be uh unique um 
you know, it seemed like we were the tournaments have always been Florida uh, coming out of the gate. So, you know, getting getting that Texas thing that'll that'll be real good. Well, that's I'll that's add one. I'll add one more to you, uh, and I don't know whether I can continue or not. And you know, I don't you don't want to jinx yourself, nothing like that. But uh, my worst national finish on the Harris chain has been like uh, third place. So um, I've only wow. fished a couple. Well, okay. I fished in 2000, whatever it was, a long time ago, 12 or 13. I fished the Bass Nation National Championship, and I got like 30th there. So that, but that's been, I'm, I'm a different fisherman than back then. You know, that was, that was, that was when I was just kind of learning how to compete at that level. But mm-hmm. since then, you know, with that, in the last few years, I, I've won an MPFL and I got third in the open there. So, and I will say it's not a, it's not a spot situation. It's not a, a certain lake that I like to fish situation. Somehow, certain lakes, you just, feel like you're like you're intimate with when you show up it's like you you feel yeah. like you're one with the fish and uh, you follow oklahoma's that way for me too and so i am i am excited to be there and see if i can continue that at at, at this level you know at the at the elite level that's i you know there's something about that 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 is really cool i noticed it over the years there's just there's certain lakes you put your boat on and you just feel like you're at home and you feel comfortable right out of the gate, even if you're not having a good practice or whatever. It's just, I don't know what it is, but I've, you know, I have a, a few bodies of water that I, I just feel that way about. And unfortunately, I've got a few bodies of water that I feel like I'm on the moon when I put my boat <laughs> on the water and I, I can't yeah. seem to get out of my own way, you know, but that that's, that's definitely a tendency. And I, I like this and I want to, um, I love this conversation and a lot of guys that don't that tournament fish, you guys get it that, you know, what we're talking about. And Gerald Swindle's taken on a seminar. Uh, the mental toughness uh, is our working title where he's taken on this exact thing that we're talking about here. Um, and he's going to be giving that seminar for us in, uh, in Alabama in just a couple of weeks. So uh, guys, you want to check that out. And and it applies to guys that don't tournament fish too. Like, you know, cause guys get into slumps of, you know, that are just guys that are looking to gain confidence. Maybe they've had a few trips where they got skunked or zeroed and, you know, lose confidence in their ability to get bites and, and, and catch them. Uh, so I think this, uh, this kind of conversation applies to anglers, no matter what you do in the sport, you know, that we all love, but um, we get kind of in, you know, you know, we're diving in pretty deep here and I love, I love that John, but, uh, but I know you, you got some other things going on. Rich was telling me you've got, uh, uh, some other, uh, business, uh, that you're kicking off the ground this year. Can you, can you tell us about it? Yeah. So you get the branding on my hat. This save more outdoors, uh, is a, is a company that I've started developed and we're just now getting off the, the ground. You can go to save more outdoors.com and see it. But basically we're like an overstock or a liquidated, uh, product company and we're doing everything in outdoors now we do have a gigantic uh, fishing department to start with because you know we love fishing so it's the easiest one and we're we are selling we're bringing like wholesale prices to the public but we are also um, at the moment we haven't done very much reaching out but we're in the process of reaching out and letting all the tackle stores know that we will be available to wholesale some of our products to them so the the idea and concept behind it is that we buy at such a price that we can sell where tackle stores can double their money and still give, uh, you know, bargain bin pricing, like 25% off or whatever to the consumer. So the the moniker we have is like, save more, fish more. Like, we're going to help you <laughs> save more so you can spend more time on the water and fish more. We got some, 
we actually got some really cool stuff. Um, I mean, I got some in my like my hand right now. We were able to develop some frogs, so we got like one of our own frogs coming out. This one's like a like a popping frog, and then we got a, like a regular you know a regular frog. Uh, things of that nature that we're able to do that is going to be really cool. I mean, this one's called the Hypnotoad uh, series, and so we're going to be able to you know that that's fun stuff, right? That's like that's not stuff that's going to you know put a whole bunch of money in the bank for us or anything like that, but we want to be able to have you know, have fun with what we're doing and the outdoor space, you know, is a lot brighter horizon than, than I was in the past. Just only focused on electronics. I get it, get a focus on, I, I'm not very good at focusing. Actually. I like to kind of scatter around and do a bunch of different things. So this allows me to kind of go that way. So that's, uh, that's what we're doing. And hopefully we'll, the elite series will allow me to have that, you know, that platform to promote the company and grow the, grow the company to. Awesome. Well, well, Good luck, man. Congratulations on getting that up and running. And, uh, you know, we're going to be watching you and rooting for you this year on the Elites. It's going to be – it's a real fun tournament trail to watch this year. I'm excited about it, and uh, especially the stuff in Texas coming out of the gate. So I want to wish you best of luck this year. I appreciate it. And we, we appreciate you, man. This is uh, – it's great to share all this stuff that you're going through. And uh, I'm looking forward to that 1% – Every day, it's gonna it's point gonna, one, point one, point, point one, one. <laughs> even more achievable. And you, you got this, man. I wish you all the best, and thanks so much. Thanks for being part of Bash You, John. Man, I appreciate you, you a lot, and good luck this year. I got one final note for you. What before, do you got? before before I came on the show in the background? I heard someone say about how no one remembers the third place finisher. Yeah. Justin said that. Yep. yep. Justin Justin said, okay. And to his point, uh, I finished first place in MPFL, and nine months later, my wife gave me a new baby boy. I finished third place at uh, up in your guys' neck of the woods, and I came home, and uh, I had to mow the yard. So third place is definitely worse than first place. <laughs> but be careful with too many first places, you know. Those yeah. will cost you too. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. That's right, Justin. Have a baby boy. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I love it i love it john happy new year buddy have a great happy day. new year guys so much, man. see you john <laughs> little beetle running around little man. beetle running around justin come on, come on. that could be you i sure hope not yeah yeah that's i love it well did you you had to go home and mow the lawn too the third place didn't you probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't even remember what happened but... so that's part of your new year's resolution have a little beetle no <laughs> nope. negative yeah no. and there's no more fishing if there's a little beetle oh uh, and you got a little fishing partner that's all that's all it's all good stuff guys <laughs> uh that, that was that was deep dive into yep. You know, I got to give John credit, too, because you come off the worst, you know, the season you probably ever had in anything, you know, and it's, uh, man, you, you can get just demoralized. You feel like you're in a slump and uh, he's, it, it, you know, kudos to him for, you know, taking it head on. I love his sure. attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, like I said during the interview, it 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 is hard to stay on the elites. And, uh, you know, he really broke it down to how tight the narrow is yeah. and. Um, like you were saying with KVD, one more bite a day mm -hmm. can make all of the all of the difference. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope I hope he pulls it off. It would be it would be really cool to see. Me too. It's it's crazy how one fish 
can just change like the entire outcome of the season. Like when we talked to Kyle Patrick, that that one tournament that he ran 45 minutes down the lake to fish one tree and he called a five pounder off. And that was yeah, the difference on him making that. the elites or, or not. It's just, yep. it's crazy. But John ended on a, I mean, he did great on the Harris chain in that last uh, Bassmaster open event. So hopefully you can carry that over into yeah. the elites Yeah, next that's year. nice. That's so, nice having that kind of confidence and yeah, momentum. He ended the, the year off right there. So that's, that should be huge. What, one thing that you've, you know, I've picked up on because we talked to a lot of guys. We've had seminars from a lot of guys and, there's certain certain people that like they swing for the fences and they always fish for the win and that works for them. Other people, it just that's not how it works. And like mm-hmm. I can I can completely relate with with John. Like I, I feel like I'm that same way. Like if I can get around some fish and I can get some bites, I will make them be bigger in my mind somehow to make to make that happen. But like, man, if you're out there and you're just you're having to work so hard all day and get you know five bites throughout the whole day man that's a it's a hard deal it 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 really is and you know like you've done a seminar for a speed on how to become the best angler you can be like within yourself like you got to understand what type of fisherman you are you got to understand like how does my how does my brain work how am i going to put myself in the best position to succeed because one thing that's for sure in fishing, confidence is a hell of a drug in, in the sport of fishing. So yep. positively and negatively. Sure. If it's working against you. Yep. You know, and it's, it's I've used that before in my own fishing because I, I like the swing for the bleachers. Like I've done it so many times where, you know, I'd run. <laughs> he had success doing it, Justin, but I've made that run for an hour to go flip yeah. or go run up river or you know, cause I needed a big fish right. and mm-hmm. just 99 times out of a hundred, you, you strike out when, yeah. you, when you're doing that. Yeah. And I've learned over the years, like we, we developed these mantras, like never leave feeding fish or right. what my, my, one of my mantras is if I'm calling, if I'm effectively calling, I never leave. Right. Like if I'm, even if it's for ounces, uh, day in and day out in, over a, a season, getting those extra couple ounces that extra half a pound or pound is going to get you where you want to be in the championship or or more points or whatever you may need or in the check line yeah you know yeah just staying and grinding um and getting that extra weight so it's a it's a tough decision to make when you're out there on the water yeah you know you're, it is you're sitting on 15 pounds you know you're going to need 19 to win yep you know you're gaining ounces do I do I keep doing what I'm doing? Do I make an adjustment to try to get bigger fish? Uh, you know, with with just a couple hours, it's it's such a such a difficult decision. Yeah. Uh, in tournament fishing, and 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 that's what yep. separates everybody is what's between the ears. Yeah. Guys, we uh we have a like and share contest going on over on social. Make sure you like and share the feed because we're going to be giving away some cool stuff, and we also have a grand prize uh question that we're going to be asking here momentarily. Uh, who has the, who has the question? You ready with it, Justin? You're putting me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> let me. Uh... All right, we'll, we'll get. We'll you. do. A, let's do a quick commercial break, <laughs> and, then, and then we can we can hit on that. Uh, jo- Justin's New Year's resolution is to make sure he has that question ready. To yeah, get. Well, I was Johnny on the spot. My mind was going down a bad hole, thinking I'm about to have a kid this year. So. <laughs> Distracting. All right, I can I can see where that'll be distracting. So, all right, we're gonna quick take break. a quick break. We're coming back with a question. 
and the little bee. underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there in a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. And we're back. We're back. Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome uh, back. So the grand prize uh, question is now on the Bass U chat board. In the board. And uh, while we're waiting for that to get answered, let's hit uh, the sub of the week. Sub of the week, week of the year. Which is Jason O'Brien and his son. Jason. With some. With the striper. With oh, the Jay. Striper. What up, Jay? <laughs> you know, Jay. Out, shout out the striper, man. Jay's a camera guy he's always out there slaying the yep. slaying the uh saltwater critters that's awesome by the way have, have you guys seen any of the i don't want to you know blow it out too bad but they are catching some giant stripers on the bay right now yeah is that south right? bay yeah like yeah. you know down down, down south Brian of us. Schmidt's way yeah, yeah but the commercial the his season's over the yeah. The 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 headboat season is over, but the uh, they call it like the light tackle season. Mm -hmm. They are just like biggins, 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 biggins. And it's getting a lot more hype this year than it has in the last several years. And I yeah. I, I pay attention to those things, yeah. and I also paid attention to the fact that there was you know all all April May last year there'd be 15, 50 pound stripers swimming through where we're trying to bass fish. So yep. I don't know, maybe the regs it's time to loosen them up a little bit. I don't know. Well, I we used to I know see they them. changed the all over the regulations to catch them again this year so i don't even know if 
you are allowed to catch it again? I don't know if you are. I, they changed it again, so I don't know if you're huh. allowed to or, or huh. not, but that used to be one of my favorite things, man, in April, catching yeah. them giants on top water. I uh, know. We'd actually have to stop largemouth fishing for a, a couple days to go mm -hmm. chase them. Striped fish. They were back this year. So, um... Let's do our like and share then. Like and share winner. You got it, Joss. Is one second. It's loading. Todd Fleshy Her. Thank you, Todd. Shout Thanks out Todd. for Todd. liking and sharing, buddy. Yeah. Um, so we did the the Christmas, the golden ticket, uh oh yes, you know, membership deal. And we gave away two golden tickets for that. And uh I don't know if they're watching or paying attention, but our new subscriber that won the golden ticket is Tim D. So he won a welcome bash to Bash you, you yeah. ticket, man. Two hundred fifty dollars. That's right. And then Dang. our our current subscriber that won the gold ticket is uh, Charles Crestwell. So shout out, uh, shout out, Charles. Whoop, whoop. Is that Saint Crest? Saint Saint, Saint Crest. Crest. Saint Crest. Yes. Saint Crest. Golden. Happy ticket New winner. Year. Happy New Year. Perfect guys. timing because isn't Willy Wonka just coming out? It is. <laughs> It is. I love the golden ticket. Golden ticket. Those Oompa Loompas freak me out. Me though. too. Mm. Golden ticket. There, Sue. That whole movie freaked me out. I know. I know. People love it. People loved it. Speaking of what people love, what did we have released <laughs> last week at Bashy? What's what what's coming up this week? Well, what's coming up this week is uh we got two bangers coming to the airwaves. And uh the first one you're gonna see coming out this week goes into our tidal water series. Um, and that was with Ah, the dean. dean the dean and we've uh we've already we've already released a few in the tidal water series and um we did a we did a how to how to fish through the tides uh we did a how to fish blowout tides and this week we're releasing how to fish the high tide scenarios the most challenging of all of the scenarios um so we're, we're that we're coming out this with that this week um you know not a better instructor, uh, you know, th that we could ever oh. find than Pete, the Dean. I mean, this guy's got Appreciate so much, so, so much time in the tides. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're releasing the high water segment this week, how to, how to take on that challenging scenario. And then man, it is the new year. And you know what that means is coming down South. It means pre-spawn is right around the corner. Mm -hmm. And we are releasing Lee Livesey pre-spawn techniques this week. Uh, that's our classroom release. Uh, we shot that last year in Texas, and I know we got some viewers from Texas. We got some guys that that subscribe from Texas. Man, you're gonna want to watch this one because he's uh, he's giving up the juice. He's he's breaking down how to target those pre-spawn giants, where to find them, what to throw, where to go. So uh, definitely want to check that out. That's uh, it's gonna be a really summer. I have a feeling some of the, the elite anglers are gonna be watching that. Seminar. I would I would imagine With so. Rayburn and Fort coming. Yeah. Um, I would imagine so. We've been saving that one for uh for early release. And it's fitting Lee to have Lee. Mm -hmm. Uh one of the one one of the powerhouses out on the elites and certainly in Texas, certainly on Lake Fork, uh to be talking about pre spawn because it's it, I don't seem so far away from us. For right? us, yeah. You but know, for but for those guys down there, they got to start thinking about that now. You know now. It, it's coming right around the corner. Yeah. So. It's now great releases, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out with us. We have a oh, yeah, we got a winner over there. Uh, looks like Chad Thomas got it. was 30th, right? Yep, yes, yep. sir. Chad Thomas, Chad Thomas. Chad. Good job, Chad. Welcome nice to the job, Chad. Welcome to Bash U. Congratulations on beating Dan Allen. <laughs> that's that's harder to do than scoring points on the elites. The um, guys, thanks, thanks again. Hope you hope 
you have a wonderful new year and uh, good luck with all of your goals and the plans for 2024. And we look forward to uh, going down that road with you guys. And we will see you back here next week with another episode of Bash You Live. Have a great day, everybody.